This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, Joey asks me about the role of childhood independence in mental health. I'm not going to sing a song. My head was in just a weird 90s face. This is what a Joey sounds like. And this is what an executive producer and latchkey kid, Jess Vander, sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. You are not a latchkey kid. A latchkey kid being defined as how? Who? Whoops. What? Which? I'm just looking for... uh, that's Someone just like the, definition. it's like the Goonies. A child who is at home without adult supervision for some part of the day, especially after school until a parent returns from work. Hmm. Were you a latchkey kid? No. No. Constant no. supervision. <laughs> Constant. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Do we have any housekeeping? I could have sworn we might have, but now it's escaping me. Probably something Tendy related, because <laughs> typical. Typical. But, um, I'll 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 bring us back if there's anything that comes up. Well, then we will proclaim this house clean. Yep. And proceed to the orders of business. I don't know. Um, Jess. Joey. As I'm wont to do. Oh my gosh, were uh, you reading an article? Were you listening to a podcast? Did you see a study recently? Why not all three? <laughs> yes! Yes! The confluence of factors. <laughs> um, uh, this podcast called Joey or Jess Exposed to Some Amount of Information Elsewhere <laughs> and Returning to Confer <laughs> Upon it. Um, it didn't have the same ring. We went with Critical Nonsense. Um, I saw a couple things recently that have had me thinking in part going to be frank and we'll be clear when this starts because I am a parent of a now kindergartner, a a school aged child. Um, so there was, I'll tell you the three things. There was an article in the journal of pediatrics called Decline in independent activity as a cause. Uh, decline in independent activity as a cause of decline in children's mental well-being. Colon summary of evidence, where it explores the reduction in child childhood independent play, free play, or unsupervised play as a contributor to uh, a decline in overall childhood mental health simultaneously or uh, uh, in close proximity, I heard a conversation with Adam Grant uh, about the release of his new book um, called Hidden Potential. And one of the things that he discussed in this conversation was uh, the idea that more than social media being a major uh, contributor to which, you know, signs do point to social media having an impact, a negative impact on um, uh, teenage and general mental health. Uh, the fact that parents are uh, 
reducing the ability for children to face any sort of challenge, you know, what I would call like a helicopter parent or has been called many, a lawnmower parent, whatever, that, you know, plow over any obstacles that a child will face. So they have like a clear path to some great school or job or success. But what's actually happening is that and I think what a lot of the book is about is the opportunities to develop character or how character uh, is fostered through experience and the impact that that can have on your life. And also, third thing, Meta is going into some situation where 40-plus attorneys general have filed suit against Meta around what are being described as addictive behaviors focused on teens and children related to uh, Instagram and some of their other services. Those three things swirling have had me thinking a lot about how collectively we've sort of built up a narrative around why we think there is a broader uh, decline in mental health and well-being but maybe the science is pointing to a more complex solution my question for you jess is how do we loosen the reins it's interesting that through this, you're opening some room for individual agency in a problem that otherwise feels kind of hard for any one person to be able to grapple. I'm sure that's part of this and you being a parent, right? It's like, ah, like I can't individually do anything about the the evils and negative consequences of social media, but I can have control over how much I'm hovering or how much I'm trying to shield or protect my child. Um, because that's, you know, in your locus of control. So that's kind of interesting from a personal standpoint in terms of what makes that hard. Like, why are we not good at that? Or at least culturally, why has this practice of protectiveness taken shape? That's kind of an interesting I don't know, probably like ongoing conversation of like what parenting style is best, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which we've talked a little bit about on this show um, of, you know, what makes it so much more comfortable these days to try to hover. I almost wonder what made it easier in other generations to not like yeah. my Abu playing Mahjong with her friends into the wee hours and my mom and her friends sort of fending for themselves because that was more the norm at the time. It was easier to loosen the reins when you have a really robust social life and when you have Mm -hmm. lots of demands at work and your kids, you're, I don't know, less worried about? Is that? (laughs) Yeah. I I have not a fully formed thought. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think to your, your point, right? Like, where is it coming from previous generations? I think in the Adam Grant conversation, he was pointing towards perfectionism being sort of on the rise and an example of something that negatively contributes to uh, mental health, right? And he he pointed to that idea of perfectionism and sort of broader declines in mental health starting actually like 40 years ago, like those behaviors aren't new. Obviously, social media 
is new and maybe isn't um, an amplifying impact of that type of thing. But what he was suggesting was that, you know, things became more competitive at that point, right? The, you know, fewer spots or the, or the perception of fewer spots at like elite schools or, you know, uh, uh, sort of proportionally fewer spots maybe um, create an increase in competition wherein parents felt like they needed to do more to contribute. And we see different studies coming out saying things like parent, the the amount of time that parents are contributing to care has you know, doubled or tripled on a daily basis. And yet still parents are feeling like they're not doing <laughs> enough. And this idea of like, actually, all of that time is, is potentially having a reverse effect, right? That, that perfectionism and the, the sort of perception of competition for a limited resource, real or not, is creating this situation where it's like, your child is doing all of these different things and, and you know, overscheduled, oversupervised, you know, having a negative impact. And our response to it is to supervise more, right? You know, like our, our intuitively like, well, we're not feeling well, so I, we should do more. I need to lean in further. I have, to, I have to get closer, get to the root of this problem, whatever it is, whatever the types of things that we say to ourselves. But the reality is that actually like loosening up and i think through this lens of of independent you know independent play in childhood but like independence in adulthood i i would you know intuit maybe or or infer that like maybe that also is is character developing right i don't think your character stops developing once you turn 18 or something like that right the idea of creating spaces for us individually to have to sort of go through trials and tribulations and form our own opinions maybe also it is like a thing that we need more of i don't i don't know if that is a thing that is necessarily lacking but i'm wondering whether that thing that maybe as children of the 80s and 90s and 2000s didn't get that opportunity is it is it like a thing you can't claim back somehow yeah or didn't want to right is it not the like the cliche that every generation wants to do like like cure the ails or woes of the way they were parented and like pendulum swing in the other direction and so not that you can't reach backwards for certain parenting values it's more just like you know you talk to the people whose parents were unavailable and they're like well that also totally screwed me up yeah um and i and i feel like what's interesting about if you know the the pendulum swing is just like the general phenomenon of rom-comization rom-comitation from commentization <laughs> where that's it. um that third you know, time's a term you know the phenomenon of like um you know expectations being put on a, a romantic partner not just um you know in the historical or even not just romantic partner but uh, in like a um 
in, in marriage and like a long-term partnership where it's like, they've got to be your best friend and they've got to be your lover mm-hmm. and they've got to be your business partner and they've got to do all these things. Like the expanded role of parent uh, of like, okay, so you've got to be, you've got to give them a ton of autonomy, but you also have to be their best friend and supportive to them emotionally and like help them guide through all these things. But you also can't do that too much because if you do, then you'll stunt yeah. all of their mental growth and character. But you have to give them exposure to enough different things and <laughs> activities so that they have a well-rounded perspective on what it is they do. And, don't, you know, yeah, you make them worldly and cultured, but right. like independent and autonomy. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, be yeah. like all seeing, all knowing, all singing, all dancing. Right. It's almost easier to be like, either I'm so hands off because I've got my own stuff going on and like, good luck. You got it. That is like more straightforward. So is the like, okay, I'm going to do everything to help you like get the tutoring you need. If that's what it takes, like I'll send you to the right, the right school so that you can have the right channel to get up to, you know, whatever it is that you want to do to set up the most opportunity for you. That's also relatively straightforward because it's all in, in a different way. Yeah. This one, this like, how do we lose him, but just the right amount that it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think I I don't envy modern parents. Well, it's interesting. I don't have, uh, like I don't have a lot of acrimony about my childhood or how my parents did i'm like they were young like they had me when they were 23 like i don't know i i don't know how i would have done when i was if i had my daughter when i was 23 years old i'm sure like less equipped than i was whenever you know i think i was 35 when she was born 34 um and so i i, I sort of like give a lot of grace but i always was like oh man it would have been great if they like pushed me a little harder or did whatever you know like or when i was really like a handful of times where i'm like i wish you guys would have went to bat for me or something like that mm-hmm. and we've talked about it and it's not like a like a thing that has caused resentment or embitterment but like you know when these types of conversations come up i would like think back on those things and it's interesting to look at it through the lens of some of what Adam Grant is studying and and talking about in the book based on data that like actually those were character defining moments in which I lost some battle outside of like circumstances that were that I could control and I needed to deal with it. Right. And like that, that may actually have been like meaningful to future success even if an immediate roadblock uh or that you know my ability to just like go outside and play and come home when it got dark or you know my parents would set a a fence uh around like don't go past these spots and i would of course go past (laughs) those spots Mm -hmm. but i got home and you know no worse for the wear and that those things that i don't think a lot of you know like i'm not like oh my childhood boundaries of play were a major contributor to potentially like some aspects of skills that i have today were like not necessarily in my mind but like it's interesting to look at that and i i try to think a lot about those things 
with my daughter of like giving her independence. And honestly, the biggest thing I'm scared of is cars, right? Like if I'm not worried about her, like not being able to find her way home or like being kidnapped or something. I'm mostly just like cars go fast and are big and you're small. Like, you know, like that's it. Yeah. But this goes, this goes to the old, the old tried and true parental saying is like, I'm not, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about like the other people. Like I'm not worried about your ability to do a thing. Yeah. Like it's like a general uh, societal distrust, which we also know is like a thing now. Um, this is what's so incredible about that TV show old enough of the Japanese children going on their mm. first errand and just like walking alone in the town and having everyone like root them on. You're like, what alone a, in quotes oh, right, like right. with like, like oh with, with camera of crew course, and... like an extensive camera crew and the community <laughs> supporting them and like theoretically maybe even depending on how old how old they are like some other behind the scenes support but the the construct still stands of like imagine if, yeah. <laughs> if, if that were so culturally acceptable here in the states where you just like I mean, in New York, certainly we've talked about this, right? Like how young children get on the subway and how yeah. that's like, okay here. But the idea of like having a, a kid walking alone in a suburban area maybe would be unheard of or like, where's your, you know, where's your parent? Like, are you, yeah. do you need any help? Yeah. So I concerning. mean, I was, I was a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and so it's interesting to be like I I think I would see like other kids get picked up from school or whatever. I was like, I want to get picked up from school and like someone has see? a snack for me and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like whatever. You're like that sounds nice. Yeah. I don't want to walk home with all these books on my back and all this stuff. But then I walked I walked home both ways uphill and That's right. And, exactly. Yeah literally through the woods to take shortcuts that i found to like cross a river like through five feet of snow also both ways both (laughs) ways it was challenging but you know you got to do what you got to do uh no i i guess to take a step back just before we you know start to wrap this up i think i do i i am curious about this idea of social narratives i think the example of like instagram or potentially tiktok or or other social media platforms and and people having a sort of rot relationship or fraught relationship with those platforms and like maybe seeing their own like mental well-being being impacted by those things you know i i don't have a strong opinion on the suits that are being brought or you know how they will net out leave that to the lawyers and the experts but i'm more curious about this idea that our inability to have like nuanced conversations on a collective scale i think is challenging you know where it's like actually all the mental health problems are instagram like started in 2012 and it's done like in fact like if you look back you know 
uh, like 2012, like what are the things if you put like a 12 year old or a 13 year old at that point would have been born in like the year 2000 and, and like would have been babies at during nine 11 and their parents maybe felt like an increased need to be monitoring because they're, they had babies in a world that was changing and increased fear, right? Like, so the potential for those children and the decline in mental health happening then is sort of interesting, right? Like it's the Gen Z generation, which was like another like little baby boom. Like, I don't, I, how do we like have a, a conversation that's like, yes, and, <laughs> you know, socially. Well, you can, it's just also paralyzing for many, like, the idea of like, oh, it's social media's fault. And so the immediate implication is like, oh, well, then I've got to like curtail the social media. That's like much more straightforward and easier to do something with rather than like, ah, but it's actually that. And also maybe we all have individual agency, but which is complicated by the fact that there are all these other things that we feel pressure to be and do as parents and expectations that children then are fed, but also you know d- decide for themselves are important and that yeah i wish i wish i had these types of things and like then how do you make any kind of movement like how do you decide to loosen or not loosen like then it becomes really difficult not to say that that is uh inherent to having like a nuanced conversation about anything it's more like i i understand the desire to oversimplify because then you can have a simple outcome a, a simple yeah. directive right Um, when in fact, like interrogating it is itself valuable, like having these conversations with your fellow parents is probably super interesting because they more so than I, I'm sure like would have their own thoughts about it and getting them to think about it and like talk about it with their kids. Like that seems really cool. I, and that itself seems like the thing that could be productive. Um, it's just, I respect why it's intimidating. Well, it's like, you have movements like the parents' rights movement and things like that that are happening right now. And it's like, even within that movement, it's like, I don't want this book being at Mm -hmm. my kid's school or I don't want them to hear these words or I don't want them, you know, that movement is also a, a big group that is pushing back against social media use, which maybe is good, but, you know, all those things that I'm talking about are like eliminating obstacles right like it is like the attitude behind it is to like eliminate these things so as not to create any hiccups or pollutants in the experience Mm -hmm. of your child like becoming an adult but it's so much more than that well Uh, it's hard out here well jessica do you want to try and (laughs) wrap this up in a free roam corner you read an article, you listen to a recorded conversation, you found a study. Check, check, check. And unsurprisingly, took this both to a personal place and simultaneously the <laughs> macro systemic place. This is like the most, you're like joeying it up right now, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> um, where 
you can sort of hold the public discourse and the way we're conceiving of what is driving the current state of mental health in especially young people and also trying to grapple with like actually is there something that I can do about this is there something that we can all do knowing that we can't control it all and like I don't know maybe there's a lesson to learn about where to loosen or not loosen in the in the meta conversation around all of this in the first place and interrogating that at all feels like a really good start um but you just you just made me realize that the parents that are probably in the parents rights movement now that are trying to protect their kids were the ones that first were born in the era where perfectionism was increasing and so we're dealing with like lawnmower parenting <laughs> like it's not lawnmower parenting it's lawnmower parenting squared i'm gonna be the best at not trying to be the best <laughs> i'm gonna be so loose and create I'm gonna such be independence at n- giving you exactly no the right idea. amount of obstacles that's why we're this is why we're all gonna ruminate cogitate marinate i want to control the world so i can control <laughs> my home <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know we're just constantly juggling how much we feel like we're responsible for a thing that we can or can maybe but also maybe not all control and that is hard and complicated and what else is critical nonsense for but to grapple with all of that well we did it we did it or maybe we tried anyway it was perfect (laughs) no no don't give us criticism we can't take critical nonsense is a sylvain production Brought to you by 100%. That is the most there is. As always, we'd like to thank executive producer and perfect no notes, Jess Vander. We'd also like to thank sound engineer and uh, Lucy Goofy Alex Cocktail. <laughs> we'd like to thank uh, our programming coordinator. And if he was a lawnmower... It'd be a three-deck skag, just top of the line, Les Jacobs. Also, special thanks to our production crew and uh, the joyful, playful Sarah Gilbert and Norm Estrich. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, as always, thanks, Alain. Thanks, Alain. Special thanks, lawnmowers. Yeah. I mean, lawns aren't in the good graces. We're, we're getting rid of yeah, them, I think. Yeah, but... what do you think about the, the native plant lawn uh, over overhaul discussion? Pro. You're like, it just uses less water and is better for the environment. Yeah, and actually potentially saves water mm-hmm. by creating a network that holds more moisture in the ground. Yeah, so basically lawns, are the ro- lawns and corn are the root of all evil. Yep, and, but, you know, if people have them, like, credit to great lawnmowers <laughs> they're still they're still fun to drive interesting <laughs> it's like but also how do we grapple with lawnmowers yeah no! yeah don't shoot the messenger <laughs> some guy just designed the, or or gal just designed a 
great lawnmower somewhere and they're just like, hey, listen, I just made a great lawnmower. I'm like, hey, I see you. I would like to think terms that for some reason the general public still uses, even though those closer to the matter use a more appropriate term. I'm talking fire truck when technically it's like fire engine or like ER when actually most doctors would call it ED, the emergency department. It's not just a room. And I just, I, I just love knowing that insider um, sort of uh, lingo and um, then I can be a pedant about it to other people. So, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, that. pedants. <laughs> Uh, Becky and I regularly call each other pedants. It, mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it's our love language. Head and. Uh, well, we did it. Thanks. Okay. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Cool. Thank you so much. Bye.